Hi, this is Dave Vanderveen, and you are listening to the Kick Aspirational Podcast. <laughs> this is season two, and I wanted to talk about um, some recent uh, activities that have been happening, um, particularly some barriers that are being broken through with one of my favorite guys, Mark Fitzgerald, who you've heard on this podcast before. I'm going to bring him on in a little bit. We'll do a short interview. But before we get there, I wanted to... Um, to talk about this whole idea of living deliberately and intentionally and what it means to share value with other people. Um, I don't know if, if you listen to or watch Gary Vaynerchuk on, uh, on social media, but he had a post this, this week about how he doesn't like to sell, but he likes to offer people the opportunity to say yes or to say no. Um, I thought it was a really good post. And it was a little confusing to some people because, you know, Gary Vee loves to hustle. And uh, he talks about how when he was a kid, he was picking you know flowers in his neighbor's yard and selling them to him for a nickel. Um, as his very first hustle, how he goes to garage sales and finds things and flips it on on Amazon, and that's all great. I think it's a great way to get started. But uh, but what he ultimately said was, you know, look, what I've learned is that while I love to to sell things, I love to make money. Ultimately, I'm not trying to convince somebody to do something they don't want to do. I'm just giving the opportunity, effectively, to say yes or no, and, and that ties into some of the ideas that we've been talking about here, and um, and kind of what wealth, what gratitude, what you know, creation of wealth is all about. Um, it, it's it's this idea, I think, at its center that you're you're trying to offer value to people, and they may or may not perceive it as value. Uh, you know, sometimes we see things away, but the other person can't see it, and and that's okay. Um, one of the things I like to talk about is this whole idea that you know. You can people think about wealth. They think about you know Scrooge McDuck and a vault of money, and and I like to point out that you could be in North Korea and have all the currency in that market, but if you can't buy anything with it, if you don't have choices, then you're really not wealthy at all. Wealth is about being able to say yes or no to things, having a wealth of, of opportunity, wealth of choice, not necessarily a wealth of money, and. Um, so I'm going to bring on Mark in a bit, but but let me tell you a little story about a conversation Mark and I had recently. Um, he joined uh, somebody else who's been on this podcast, Ben Physic, who has weight loss coaching for life. I'm sorry, <laughs> weight loss coaching works. Excuse me. That's Ben Physic's group. They're in Australia, New Zealand. Mark uh, Fitzgerald is down in Auckland, New Zealand. And um, you know what what. Uh, what Mark has decided to do is he decided he wanted to, to drop weight. He was over 200 kilos. He was started his own program, but quickly realized that he needed a community. He needed some support. He needed somebody to help him. And so um, I introduced him to Ben. They started working together. And now Mark is not only working on his weight loss, um, but he's also you know, discovering other people who want to be, join the journey he's on, who want to maybe drop some weight, get, get in better shape, and possibly even you know, earn a little extra income uh, in the process, uh, you know, helping and coaching other people change their lives, transform their bodies, and uh, use some of the products that we have from excess and, uh, and, and from our system. And so, um, you know, this, I'm not about selling this to anybody. It wasn't about selling it to Mark. He kind of came to me at looking for options, and I connected him with a guy that I know who does a really good job. But um, in January, um, Mark and I, uh, Mark picked up this book, Eat to Live. Uh, he started uh, changing how he consumes food. You know, 70 to 80% of, of the shape of our body is what we put in our mouth. The only 
you know, way we can change it with working out is you know, there's about 20 to 30% of our body shape we can transform through how we move. But the bulk of it, the bulk of the calories that we consume every day and that we can influence every day really, really are defined by what we eat. So Mark started changing some of those things. Um, and I think, you know, this, this whole idea of the, an individual acting alone, that we're going to do this by ourselves, is kind of a Western myth. You know, we all live in community. People are built to live in society, to live in association with other people. And, and when you're trying to change behaviors that you've probably learned from people you're living with, you probably need to change the association, the people that you're, that you're trying to become like in order to get the behaviors of that group of people. It's very, very hard to change your own behaviors, especially if it's things you've inherited from your family, um, without uh, being intentional, deliberate, and and working with other people who can help, you know, help you stay true to what you're trying to accomplish. Whether it's weight loss, whether it's getting in shape, whether it's uh, you know studying, whether it, it's a whole wealth of different, you know, whether it's how you're managing your emotions. Um, we had Lori Kahn on last week who taught us about meditation, about the interior work we have to do. I think there's a combination of interior things we have to do, getting control of our emotional state and our, our, uh, our sense of self, while we start working on other things like what we eat, consume, how we move, and the behaviors we, di- we, we, we have around finances and money so that we can start to get control of our own lives. Um, so, you know, what I like to talk about is saying yes to opportunities is how we move forward, is how we progress, is how we succeed. But everybody has a corresponding right to say no. And sometimes saying no is actually harder. Um, in fact, once we figure out what we should be saying yes to, it's important that we also have a, a list of things we say no to. Um, it's what Jim Collins talks about. He says we have to have a not-to-do list. Everybody has a to-do list, but you have to have a not-to-do list. One of the things that you're going to stop doing so you can get shit done. Um, my good friend Glenn Rogers, who is on the board of Excess, and he and I do a lot of investing together, Glenn likes to say of the seven habits of highly effective people, uh, the first six have to be focus. You know, the only way you can focus, you can get the things done you need to do is if you also figure out what you're not going to do. And part of the reason then that a good coach or mentor matters is they can help us focus on what we need to do. Um, you know, I've, I've spoken about the importance of meditation. Lori really helped us dial in why it matters, I think, last week. And I just finished reading a great little book by the Buddhist teacher Thich Nhat Hanh that's titled You Are Here. A friend of mine, Melissa Cavanaugh, gave it to me. Her son is a Buddhist monk. And um, she, she gave it to Sarah and I for the holidays. It's a worthy read, and each chapter is a really beautiful little meditation. Again, it's Thich Nhat Hanh's You Are Here, and the idea is really simple, that we've already arrived, that we're already here right now. There's nowhere you have to be. There's nowhere you have to go. There's nothing you have to accomplish. You've already done it. In fact, um, my wife and I had a meeting with our CPA this week, and and he was pointing out that uh, you know we're changing where we are in life right now. We, you know, I was in this heavy entrepreneurial uh, part of my life for a long time where we were building and growing and, and doing those types of things. And now we're at a period where we've sold our company, where I'm investing, where, where our income is more passive than active. And that, uh, you know, part of that, that lifestyle is, is learning to change our behaviors. I have to, you know, step back. I don't have to be running all the time. It's okay to enjoy things a little bit. And uh, it's just, you know, there's changes in life. There's, re- there's perspectives. And if we don't stop 
and think and have coaches and mentors in our life to help us take inventory and figure out what we're supposed to be doing, it can be very, very difficult to make the changes and behaviors that we're all trying to make on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis that up, add up to years of, of, of growth. And so the, the idea that we're already here right now is, is um, I think, kind of an important one when we're trying to think about how we progress, how we change, how we become what we're looking to be rather than, than maybe um, what we are. And when we realize that, that it's, it's already happening, it's already done, everything we need is already around us, then maybe it takes the pressure off so that we don't feel like we have to force that change. Um, beyond ourselves, I think it's also important that we're aware of others. The simple mantra is that Thich Nhat Hanh says is, dear one, I am here for you. Um, if you remember Steve Marty, who was on this podcast, who's been through a very rough road of alcoholism and recovery, um, he talked his own path about his own pathway, about intentional listening, and about being available to the other. Again, it's that simple, simple phrase, that simple mantra. When you see somebody who's in pain or upset or angry, it's dear one, I am here for you. And, and it's about, I think, being aware that we're all pilgrims on this journey. We're all here right now on this path. And that being available for the other is half of that journey, is half of where we're trying to go. Um, there are three other ma- mantras that Thich Nhat Hanh had that I thought might be useful in this podcast. Um, the other one is, dear one, it's about the other again. Dear one, I know that you are here alive, and that makes me very happy. So first you're saying, hey, look, I'm here for you. And second, you're recognizing, hey, I see you. I see that you are alive and that you're here, and that makes me happy. I am grateful for you. Gratitude is one of the biggest gifts you can give somebody else, that people are aware that you, are, that you see them and that you care about them and that you're happy that they're there. And then the third one is, dear one, I know that you are suffering. When you see someone who needs help, and that's why I am here for you, recognizing that uh, that. You are there and entering their suffering with them. Something in uh, in the Christian community we call compassion, which means that you're suffering with them. You're together with them in their pain. Even if you're you can't fully share their pain, you're aware of it. You're with them and you're and you're there for them. You're here right now for them. That way, they they don't feel isolated in their pain. Uh, you open the door to their heart and show them that love is there with them in that pain. The, the fourth mantra is actually maybe one of the hardest ones, particularly for me. I'm used to doing things, helping other people, being generous, being grateful for others. I think the hardest one for some of us is, dear one, I am suffering. I need your help. This one, you know, it it requires us to open ourselves to assistance from others. And if you're used to accomplishment, if you're used to pushing and driving, sometimes accepting a gift from someone else is hard. I was in Bali, uh, five times last year, but one, on one of my trips, I, I had met some new friends in Changu, and uh, um, we had been out the night before, and I had bought drinks, and then the next day, we went uh, for lunch, and my friend said to me, hey, let me buy, let me buy you a, a, a drink, and I said, no, no, I, I can buy it, and he said to me, he said, he said, it's hard for you to accept gifts, isn't it? And that really made me stop and, and take inventory, and then thank him and allow him to buy me a drink. And, um, and sometimes that can be the hardest work, to let people know you're suffering, to accept gifts, to accept gratitude from, for some, from someone else, and to not worry about what you have to give back. Um, 
And so I think an extension of this fourth mantra is maybe used when we've hurt somebody else, particularly someone we love. The lack of this mantra is typically based on our own pride or our desire to isolate light when we've been harmed. And it can be said like this, dear one, I'm suffering. I need your help. I need you to explain to me why you did this to me. It's, it's saying that I need your help so that I can understand you better because I know who you are and I know that we love each other and what you did doesn't feel like love and I need to understand that better. Please help me understand how we can be better pilgrims on this journey together. Um, and that ties me, um, you know, it reminds me of what I would consider like a Jane Austen novel, you know, where these Victorians are running around and and having all these internal emotions, but not able to express them and tell the other person what's going on. And so they end up creating all this suffering and pain unnecessarily, simply because they won't communicate what they're feeling. And, and like in Pride and Prejudice, as an example, and, and I think for ourselves, part of the reason those books have been become classics is because we all suffer from that. We all suffer from uh, worrying about what somebody's doing, playing out all these scenarios in our minds, and not actually just breaking through that barrier and saying, hey, look, I don't get it. What's going on? How do we change this? How do we behave better? Because this isn't working. Um, and so, you know, what... Um, one of the things that happened with Mark and I recently is he introduced me to a friend of his who he thought might be interested in this weight loss program that he was on. And, and he shot me a note and said, hey, my friend wants to know about this. Could you tell him uh, about some of the things that are going on? And, you know, I jumped into the conversation assuming that this friend did want to know that. And I didn't ask the question first. And then as I jumped into the conversation, it became very apparent very quickly that this person felt like they were being sold something, which is the last thing that I ever want to do. Because I didn't ask the question, are you interested in these things that Mark says you're interested in? What is your interest level? Why are you interested? How can I help? And what do you want answers to? Um, I didn't start there. That was my fault. I assumed too much. And, um, and so, you know, it got into a very, you know, anything that I brought up became a negative, uh, element, whether it was, you know, an energy drink or, uh, um, and by the way, you know, I understand that some people don't like energy drinks because, you know, the world said energy drinks are bad, but I assume that human beings have this ability to look at an ingredient list and decide whether or not the ingredients on the list are the sorts of things that they're looking for or not. Um, otherwise, it's just bigotry. And uh, so, you know, excess has been an energy drink. We also have functional beverages. We have sports nutrition. We have all sorts of things. But for whatever reason, we couldn't get past that. And so finally, I just let this guy know that, look, I apologized. Uh, I wasn't trying to sell him something if that's what he felt like. And that probably, you know, this conversation wasn't helping anybody. And so we, we kind of let it go. Um, and, and I guess, you know, my question came back to what was the point in this conversation? How had it gone wrong? And how do we keep these conversations what they're supposed to be so that it's not me selling somebody. It's not me trying to get somebody into something or to buy something from me, but it's simply offering value. And I think the beginning of that whole conversation is realizing that um, we're already here, that we don't need somebody else to join us, that we don't need to move another product, that we don't have to get someone to buy something from us. 
but that if we really believe and love um, the things that we have and do every day, and if they're working for us, you know, if you're like Mark, who's gone from, I believe he started at over 220 kilos and he's down to 183 kilos now, uh, just in, in less than two months, you know, that it's possible to transform your life and that the transformation that you're living out, that you're doing every day, will start to attract others who want the same things, the same behaviors, the same transformation that you're having in your own life. And, um, you know, I guess that each of us, our fears, our pain, and our desires are our own. And when we realize that everything we need is already inside us, that we've already arrived, that we're supposed to be who we're supposed to be already, then we can relax. We can disengage from people who want to argue, who want to prove their opinion, and let them win at whatever game they're playing because we don't have to play that game and they don't have to play ours. We can have hopefully more open and honest conversations and we can discover what the other people are looking for and maybe we can offer them something of value in return turn. And so I think the best way to break through barriers of our own to create the life we want to live is to first acknowledge that our most authentic life is inside of us already. We all have work to do. We all have practices to maintain, to discover it. But maybe when we start to feel frustration, pain, or unfulfilled desires that are not helping us tap into the ultimate happiness, we need to realize that maybe we don't need to do more. Maybe we need to take a step back, breathe in, Be grateful for the moment, for ourselves and for the other before we try to move on. We need to first recognize we're already here. You don't need to buy anything new. You don't need to prove out some new step in life. You're already here. You you are who you were meant to be already. You just sometimes have to let that person out. So take a few seconds with me now. Breathe in deeply. Breathe in through your nose. Breathe all the way down into your toes. Fill your belly. Fill your lungs. And then breathe out slowly through your mouth. Don't be afraid to take three or four deep, powerful, meaningful breaths when you start to feel unwound, when you start to feel like you might be slipping off this planet, when you don't feel like you're grounded or you're who you're supposed to be. If you can, take a few minutes every day to meditate, to realize that you are not a sum of your parts, that you are not all the things going on around you, that you are not your emotion. You can separate yourself from all of that and you can ground yourself and you can find yourself and you can discover yourself. And if you can discover yourself, maybe you can discover other people around you as well. The mantras work, the breathing works, be available to others. Let's talk to Mark Fitzgerald and talk to him about his journey. But I thought maybe we could start with a little internal work, a little bit of work on ourselves before we heard about somebody who's breaking through some new barriers in their own life. Hey Mark, this is uh, this is Dave. How's uh, how's New Zealand today? It's good, thanks, Dave Vandies. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so tell me, I just did a little intro about um, partially about you and your journey, and uh, partially just about you know being here and being present and being available for for others. Tell us a little bit about where you are 
and uh, what's going on, man. Yeah. So as yeah, as we talked about the the last little uh, mini episode that I did with you with the uh, other people on a kick aspirational journey. Um. So I'm currently yeah. This is day ten. Um, into the weight loss coaching works program and um, kicking ass man so um, yeah as I say I'm 8.5 kg down from from last Monday and starting to feel the feel the benefits man it's it's great I'm getting more energy and more focus and more chill (laughs) yeah and you had started a weight I mean you had started on a weight loss journey prior to weight loss coaching works right yeah, so in January, I'd made a pretty resolute decision to, to do something, you know, and I think this came along and just, it, it became, I was like, here's an opportunity to, to get even more focused. And, you know, I think Tony Robbins talks about being sort of resolute with your goals, but flexible in your approach, you know, and I think I, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm keen, I'm, this, this is going to help, then great, so... How important is having, you know, the association, the group of people around you to do you know, not only cheer you on, but help you make better decisions and things like that. Yeah, honestly, it, I mean, it's great. I love it. Um, I do have a fundamental understanding that, you know, my success is going to come down to my choices at the end of the day, but having people cheering you on and sort of, you know, supporting you is, is obviously a, a positive, you know, it's massive. Yeah, no, I, I think it's the combination, right? To, to your point, you have to be resolute and you have to make mm. the decisions. Um, yeah. But sometimes when you're trying to change behaviors or learn new ones, having a group of people around you who are exhibiting the behaviors you want makes a big difference, right? Yeah, well, that's, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge advocate for mentors and, you know, it, it goes without saying, you, you're clearly in that category for me. And um, I think it's a key to, to success is getting around successful people. And I think, even taking that step alone is a, is a huge act because so often we get caught up in sort of fear and, you know, insecurity or whatever it is. Like, I don't have anything to offer this person. Why are they giving me time? Blah, blah, blah. But like, if we can get past that and, you know, I think you do, like you, you, you've talked to me about just sort of the importance of changing the, the associations in your brain. And I think it's, it's a huge step towards that is get around the people that you want to be like, I think is the, is the key. Yeah, no, that's, that's always been huge for me being, you know, I mean, well, see, I think there's a Western myth that, you know, we have to, there's this solo person that does everything on their own. Mm. And, you know, the problem is we inherit, we, people are meant to live in society and community. And I think we inherit a lot of behaviors that we learn at home. And then there's other behaviors we develop or learn as we, as we, you know, develop over time. A a wise man once said, we're all made of people, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow so have you been listening to the kick podcast <laughs> yes thank you for bringing i wanted to do a shameless plug honestly i've been going back through from from the first episode and like i just said to you on facebook i think your episodes are aging like a fine wine and and they they're incredible it is quite it's quite interesting i found that when, when i was doing podcasting for myself that sometimes if you walk away from the episode and come back to it and sort of let it marinate it's um you you take new things away from it it's it's quite quite interesting and i i just love the place that you started from about you know um you know helping people break through barriers and things like that and and um man i'm i'm so on board with that i think it's such a you know i've been finding lately 
Um, I mean, even though I'm still on my journey to to hit my own goals, I've I can't help but but be wanting to inspire other people at the moment, and it's it's such an amazing feeling just to 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 be able to speak life into people. And you know, I, 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 well, one of the things you you said quite early on in the podcast was you know about this idea. It, I don't know it's something that is a core value to you is that that belief that that everybody is extraordinary sort of thing you know that that nobody's ordinary <laughs> and and i know that when you say that you you believe it and and i feel that and and it's um it's such a like a winning formula to to approach life with because you see you know inspiration and hope and opportunity all around you it's just like it's it's it changes your whole perspective of how you see see reality yeah, it's um, you know I, I talked about this book I read uh, by Thich Nhat Hanh called "You You Are Here," uh, where a big part of the book is that you know recognizing that everything you need you have around you right now. Like just be grateful for where you are, what you have. Um, it doesn't mean that you're not progressing and you're not adding new disciplines and not changing, but rather than worrying about that, um, when you're comfortable in your own skin, that was kind of the meditation podcast. You can start to be um, aware of other people, grateful for where they are and not worried about where they're going, what they're doing, how it's affecting you, but more kind of being available to them and figuring out, you know, Hey, where can I add value to this other person? Um, rather than where do I take value? Yeah. Well, it's funny. Cause you even, you obviously saw the video that they posted in the group. Um, you know, the other night I went to a meeting for the, for weight loss coaching works and just, kind of got thrown in the deep end and before I knew what was going on. They're like, Hey Mark, you know, get off, you know, come up and testify kind of thing. I was like, what's going on? I, it was just, you know, it was totally unexpected. And, but it was the best thing for me. And like, I, you know, I shared with you, you know, you and I were sort of bantering back and forth on Facebook after that, I had that experience. And it, it was like an incredible, it, it felt like a, a moment, you know, I was like, something's going on here. Like this is something. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was just like, you know, I just felt, at home, like you know, I, I was just like they're, they're just just being in front of people and and sort of being able to share an inspiring kind of story was like it just I felt like I just came alive. I was like, what what the heck? Like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't even articulate it, you know. And it was it was euphoric. I would say it was it was a very euphoric experience. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And and like I shared with you that that whole idea. And and um, I know it's a it's a, it's a, it's a Rob Bell quote where he talks about having you know you've got nothing to prove. And I like honestly, I felt that, and I was just like. The, I, I, the, the impulse that I've had for years of like over explaining myself, I felt like it just kind of washed away, and I was like, I don't need to talk so much, you know. <laughs> like it was, it was amazing, you know. Like I, when I was younger, I used to, I you know, it's just insecurity. But when I used to communicate, I'd say something, I'd, I'd come out with an idea, and I'd just kind of end up saying, "Oh yeah, nah," you know, like just taking it back. Like it was just like uh, it sort of curbed my own enthusiasm, and I was just like. Oh, that's a good name for a show. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'd, I'd pull myself back and, and just sort of yeah. be like, you know, who am I to who am I to say something profound or interesting or, you know, and it's it, it's interesting to, to sort of have that experience. I was like, wow, this is this is something different and new. And, you know, it's a, it's a journey and it's it's exciting. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's a healthy blend of humility and, and pride, right, where you're you're proud of who you are and what you're accomplishing and where you're going, but in a healthy way, hmm. in a way that's balanced with humility. 
and you're not um, embracing shame or guilt or, you know, worried about what others think, but you're kind of being celebrated. And I think it's that gratitude that gives us the opportunity to have an abundant life where we can be thankful for what we have. We can be thankful for the other people around us. Mm. And that, that gratefulness, we start to realize, hey, you know, being in this association, being in this community is ultimately what gives life meaning. Me offering value, them offering value to me, that's that's how you create wealth. That's where we do something very uniquely as humans that animals, other animals can't do. And I think that's mm. really special about what yeah, it's one of the key ideas in, in, you know, Rob's book, How to Be Here, where he says about the, the contrast between, like, success and craft and how craft is that feeling of, like, I could do this for the rest of my life sort of a thing, where it's like success is like you reach a goal and then it's like, well, what's next? You know, it's sort of that never-ending sort of thing. And I'm just like, yeah, that, that feeling that I that I had of like, wow, I'm actually speaking life and inspiring others. And I was just like, yeah, I literally was like, I, I could do this forever. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, and I think that's part of the, right? It's The idea isn't that you go on a diet. The idea isn't that you, you know, start working out or something like that. The mm. idea is that moving, eating, relaxing, celebrating other people, being grateful, all become new, new skills. this is the other thing to point out too i think this is almost the value of a little bit of naivety sometimes because you know i dived into this this weight loss coaching works thinking that all i was doing was you know i'm going to lose some weight that's all that's going to happen and then it's all of a sudden hit me where i'm just like oh wait a minute i'm actually changing the foundation of my entire future here this is everything like i'm actually changing my life fundamentally and i'm just like and i think if i had seen it as that big to begin with, I might have, you know, freaked out and gone, oh, no, <laughs> like backed out, you know, but I'm just like, I think sometimes we do only know what we're meant to know sometimes, and it's okay not to have all the answers, and sometimes you just got to take that leap of faith and, and, and just jump in and, and give it a give it a good go. Absolutely. Absolutely, Mark. That's really encouraging, and I'm so happy that you're, uh, that you're finding the community and the, and the change and the transformation that you're looking for. That's, that's very inspiring. Thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> happy to be here to share it. Awesome, Mark. Well, um, I think, I think that, uh, that's going to wrap up this podcast, but, uh, let's, st- of course, we'll, you and I will stay in touch and let's, uh, let's dive back in from time to time when, uh, you've had some breakthroughs in your journey. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> I also like to one last thing I'd like to say too is that you know kick aspirational is not a spectator sport and that um we're we I love getting feedback from my friends from people like Mark and you know a couple of weeks ago we heard from Gabe and Bushin as well uh, but you know I'd love to get messages from people who are listening to this podcast you can hit me up on Instagram at david58 at d a v e e d 58 let's uh, let's talk about your own journey and how we can do this together <laughs>